You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. It's a beautiful Tuesday, February 16th. We're going to be in the Proverbs 10 here in just a minute, but we are glad you've taken time out of your busy schedule to be with us, be part of the Morning Breath family. Welcome to the program. We take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time in the Scripture, then we come down to the studios here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center after having that morning devotion, that time with Jesus, and we read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever the Lord leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Christian Hurston. How are you doing, Pastor Christian? I am doing great. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome to just stay connected with Morning Breath, and I think people's lives will really get transformed. I had a good friend telling me just experiencing the transformation of getting in the Word every day. He goes, mm. I don't even know what I'm going to look for, but I trust God, and I just continue to read, and he's seeing major transformation in his life, and his teenager's life, That's cool. in his family, and I'm like, That's man, cool. the Word works. It does. Like, just be faithful and see what Changes God will do. Yep. It is really, really cool. So if you want to stay connected, the easiest way to do it is through our East Coast app. You can download on Apple or Google. Just type in East Coast app, and it's got a, a light blue background with a, a circle in there. It says East Coast. Or you can go to our website, which is eccc.us. On there, you can get all the information, events, past sermons, morning breath episodes. You can also follow us on social media for Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We've got some encouraging, uplifting content on there every single day. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321-452-1060. And we'd be honored to either email or mail out devotion guide for morning breath or any other information that you might want. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to do that. Yeah. So what else is new? So we've got a special celebration service that's going to be tomorrow. It's going to be Wednesday, February 17th. And this is going to be the service that you might have heard us talk about it. We did push it back one week. So good things come to those who wait. This is going to be honoring Pastor Dan and Carolyn and passing the baton to Pastor Matt and Pastor Jessica Stahlbaum. So this is going to be a very special service. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be 6 p.m. and 7.30. And it's free, of course, but we do request that you get tickets just so we can make sure there's enough room for everybody. Yeah, Yeah. we're doing two services that night. Yeah. Yeah. 6.30. It's going to be great. It's hard for me to talk about that much. Yeah. Yeah, and there is going to be an online version. So if you're out of town and you want to be a part of that and you catch this through podcast, yeah. you're going to be able to watch it, and it will be special. Make sure you tell some friends. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good deal. So let's get into the chapter today. Absolutely. We're in uh, Proverbs chapter 10. Yeah. And uh, it's a, it's an average-sized proverb, you know, yeah. 32 verses. So yeah. I'll read the first 16. You can read the last 16. All right. Sounds good. I'll read New King James. What are you going to read? I'm going to read the message. It is so brutal. Brutal. It. it will just slap you upside the face. Brutal in a good way. It huh? is. I, I like it just because it, it gets you. Very cool. Yeah. Well, get me started. All right. I must say unto you, read, sir. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desire of the wicked. He who has a slack hand becomes poor. But the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Blessings are in the head of the righteous, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise in heart will receive commands, but a prating fool will fall. 
He who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who is perverted in his ways will become known. He who winks with the eye causes trouble, but a prating fool will fall. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding, but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding. Wise people store up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. The labor of the righteous leads to life, the wages of the wicked to sin. Verse 17, the road to life is a a disciplined life. Ignore correction and you're lost for good. Liars secretly hoard hatred. Fools openly spread slander. The more talk, the less truth. The wise measure their words. The speech of a good person is worth waiting for. The blabber of the wicked is worthless. The talk of a good person is rich fare for many, but chatterboxes die of an empty heart. God's blessing makes life rich. Nothing we do can improve on God. An empty head thinks mischief is fun, but a mindful person relishes wisdom. The nightmares of the wicked come true. What the good people desire, they get. When the storm is over, there's nothing left of the wicked. Good people, firm on their rock of foundation, aren't even phased. A lazy employee will give you nothing but trouble. It's vinegar in the mouth, smoke in the eyes. The fear of God expands your life. A wicked life is a puny life. The aspirations of good people end in celebration. The ambitions of bad people crash. God is solid backing to a well-lived life, but he calls into question a shabby performance. Good people last. They can't be moved. The wicked are here today, but gone tomorrow. A good person's mouth is a clear fountain of wisdom. A fool's mouth is a stagnant swamp. The speech of a good person clears the air. The words of the wicked pollute it. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, I was following along pretty good with the message. Sometimes it loses me, but yeah. it went uh, because of the Proverbs, the, the rhythm of Proverbs, which is either a positive, positive, or a positive, negative, or a negative, positive. Yeah. Um, it's pretty easy to, to track with it. Read, uh, read verse 7 for me again. Yeah, I'd love to. Verse 7, <clears throat> a good and honest life is a blessed memorial. A wicked life leaves a rotten stench. Hmm. Okay. Mine says the memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. Okay. Uh, another translation I read, I think it was ESV or the NIV, said uh, that the the righteous name would be used in a like a saying. In other words, like oh, wow. you go, man, be blessed like David. Yeah. You know, may the blessing of Abraham overtake you. Yeah. Or, you know, how different things were said in, in Old Testament times to take one of the people who— you know, live a life of merit, of you know, a good life, a yeah. godly life, then their name would be used as a blessing. But then the name of the wicked, you know, oh, you're just like your father. Yeah. It were things like I thought, you know, that yeah. crossed my mind when I read that one. And then uh, verse 25, could you read that one again? Yeah, I'd love to. Verse 25, <laughs> in the message says, when the storm is over, there's nothing left of the wicked. Good people, firm on their rock of foundation, aren't even phased. Mm, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, mine says, uh, when the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more. Yeah. 
but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. And just thinking about, you know, there's, there's a verse that says, uh, the, 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 the wicked or the evil flourish like the green bay tree and suddenly they are not. It's like a tree blown over in a hurricane or destroyed in a tornado. It's gone. And Mm -hmm. then verse 24, did we just do, let me see. Verse 25 says, yeah, I did 25. Oh, do 24. 24 is the nightmares of the wicked come true. What the good people desire they get. Well, let's think about that just for a minute. Read it again. The nightmares of the wicked come true. What the good people desire, they get. Okay, so mine says the fear of the wicked will come upon him. Yeah. And the desire of the righteous will be granted. And I don't know if I've ever seen this verse in this way before, but the principle of fear and faith are the same, uh, in essence, are made out of the same kind of material. Yeah. Fear is believing something bad is going to happen to you, and faith is believing something good is going to happen to you. And I know I, I, I distilled that down to really yeah. simple. I know you can believe for all sorts of things and, and you can be afraid of all sorts of things. But the basic bottom line is the fear of the wicked will come upon it. Fear draws things to you. Absolutely. And faith, it says in the desire of the righteous will be granted. Faith draws things to you. What do you fear? You're drawing that to you. Yeah. What do you... What are you believing? You're drawing that to you. And even fear is believing something. Absolutely. You believe something bad is going to happen. So just thinking about that verse in that context of the fear-faith factor I thought was powerful. Yeah, we hear in Job is that that which I fear the most has come upon me as he had dwelled and focused on that versus, you know, Jesus is telling us, Mark 11, 27, you know, tell that mountain be cast into the sea. Do not doubt in your heart, but believe whichever you have, you show whatever you say you should have. And so it's a big difference in just where you put that same energy. Yeah. It's remarkable. Absolutely. And you know, it's a, it's not easy when you're afraid of something, you know, when you're being, uh, you know, because a lot of times fear is not rational. Yeah. You don't know why you're afraid of that. You know, you're suddenly afraid of flying. Yeah. You're suddenly afraid of, you know, heights or you're suddenly afraid of whatever, you know, spiders or, well, yeah. you know, whatever it is, it, it's not always rational. So it is, doesn't just work to do some rational thing with your mind to get yeah. rid of it. A lot of times I believe the best way to deal with any fear is to deal with it, with the scripture. Yeah. Go to the promises of God. You mm-hmm. know, you, you're afraid of fire. Well, the Bible says you'll walk through fire. Yeah. You're afraid of drowning. The Bible says you, it's good. the water will not overflow you. You're yeah. afraid of sickness that by his stripes you were healed. You know, we go right down and, I, and it doesn't matter what you're afraid of. You know, yeah. the sudden terror by night, God yeah. says that you'll, you know, you'll conquer that. And you can go right through. I think the word solves most fear problems. Absolutely. It, because it, fear is a, is a believing yeah. And you need to change your believing. Yeah. The fear of what you fear is almost a fruit. Mm-hmm. It's out there. Go to the root of it and see where you're wrong believing. Yeah, even thinking of fear as a spirit, as First John oh, 4 talks man, about, yeah. that in perfect love there is no fear because fear causes torment. Yeah. And it can. People don't realize that they're bound up and controlled by these fears of things that may never, ever happen. Mm. But they've allowed it to just take root and that spirit to linger, and it's controlling them. Yeah, and, you know, just to distill it down a little bit more, worry is fear yeah. on, a, on usually a lower sense, not yeah. as intense, not as, you know, you're not as wound up about it, but... 
But worry is, what are you fretting about? It's like, uh, you know, it's like paying an, paying a payment or paying interest on a loan you never got. And it may never come true. And usually what we worry about doesn't come true. Yeah. Uh, may never come true, but then you suffer through the worrying of it, the uncomfortableness, and the rather than resting in Jesus, resting yeah. and trusting him. And I know there's big things going on. Yeah. I know there's there's you know, big threats in the world today, you know, there's, there's, you know, what are you going to do if, if, you know, you get attacked with a disease, you know, what are you going to do if you, you know, financially you're ruined? What are you going to do if, you know, you lose your house? What do you, I'll tell you what you're going to do if you know Jesus, you're going to trust him. Yeah. You're going to cry out to God. You're going to do the right thing. And the other thing about this chapter is, um, I think the whole chapter, I kind of wrote this at the top. I just wrote the word character um, because I think there are just so many verses I can attribute to having character. If you have character in this verse, and give me a definition of what you think character means, Pastor Christian. Can you look up the word character in the dictionary for me? Yeah. There, uh, Nick, just your personal. I'm, I'm leaning towards the idea of integrity, of doing the right thing when no one else is watching. And so I, I tie character and integrity pretty closely together. That's cool. Yeah, I think that's a good one. What did you come up with over there searching it on the dictionary, Nick? Character, the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. Okay, so that's saying character in general. Yeah. So they could be a bad character, yeah. immoral character, yeah. or they could be of good character or very moral character. Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. So the the say it again. What's it? The mental and moral quali- qualities distinctive to an individual. So if you have good moral yeah. qualities, then hey, yeah. you know that's what's what's talking about here. So when we think about guys of character in the Bible, who's the first name that comes to mind? I'm going to go to Jesus just right out the gate. Well, that's a lousy. I know. I picked just that's the easy. That's a lousy pick. That was a softball, you know, wow. underhand. Wow. Okay. Other than Jesus. Yeah. The, so, guy, the guy of most character that ever walked there is because he's never sinned. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the first person that comes to mind? Man, I'm trying to get it. I'm a... I'm going to mess this up here. I thought no, of Joseph. Right. I'm going to go to Joseph because he's a good, good character. Joseph's a pretty good guy, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say Daniel. Yeah, Daniel was one Daniel of Daniel was—and was, uh, yeah. what is—there's there's, at one point, God says to someone, if Daniel, Noah, there were three guys. Pay attention to what I'm saying, Nick. You might have to look this up. There were three guys, yeah. and he said, if these guys were here, I wouldn't— yeah. Wouldn't change my mind or, and yeah. I think he goes, Daniel, maybe. Yeah. I want to look it somebody up. Somebody look it up. Now yeah. we, can, we don't have, maybe we can do it during the break. Let's, yeah. let's do that. But character, I just saw so many character verses. V- verse one, wise son makes a glad father. Yeah. But a fool is a grief to a mother. Yeah. Uh, treasures of wickedness, prophets, but nothing but righteousness delivers from death. Uh, you know, the Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he, famish, but he casts the wicked away. Mm-hmm. He who has a slack hand, yeah. laziness becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. That's a that's one of those ones, you know, where it's, you know, don't just work with eye service. Yeah. The old King James called it eye service, yeah. you know. But anyway, did you find that? You're over there looking. No, no, no. I'm going to get it through and break. Okay, good deal. But, you know, there's just a ton of stuff like that on character. Yeah. 
I like it. Before we move on from fear totally, too, we kind of shifted gears, but I felt like the Lord put this in my heart, is that if you're out there and you're dealing with a lot of fear and even worry, I need to just drop this on you. And that's the good thing about Proverbs is it will say it straight, is that really, if you're constantly in worry, you're in sin. Jesus Mm. says, be anxious. Well, this is Paul. Be anxious for nothing. It's very clear. And Jesus says, do not worry about tomorrow. That's the words of Jesus. When it's in red, I take it really seriously. And so you need to really go to the Lord and have a conversation with him about the thing that is worrying you. And you need to cast that onto him is that's not his plan for you. It could be as much of a sin as things that we love to pick on and say are much greater. Like, well, at least I'm not out there drinking and doing this and doing that. It's like, mm. well, you you're, could be sinning between you and the Lord in this thing that you're allowing to consume your thoughts and steal your joy and to keep you from walking in what God wants you to do. Yeah. And, you know, uh, whenever you compare yourself to someone else, the Bible says it's not wise. And yeah. so that's even on the negative. Well, I'm not as bad as yeah. Hitler. Yeah. Well, of course you're not as <laughs> yeah. bad as Hitler. Who is? Oh, only Hitler's as bad as Hitler. Yeah. But see, God doesn't grade on a curve. And so there's never going to be, you know, you know, in your heart of hearts, this is what I've experienced. I know in my heart of hearts what's right or wrong yeah. for me. Yeah. The Spirit of God draws a line in my heart. He mm-hmm. helps me to see... Uh, you know, to see the the truth, the life the, of whatever's going on in a situation, and so don't don't rebel or don't don't cross that line in your heart when you yeah. know it's wrong. It could be yeah. anything for yeah. you. It could be a harsh word to your dog yeah. that God wants to fix you on, or it could yeah. be you know you're a crack addict. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's at, yeah. but I don't draw the lines. God does. Yeah, that's a good word. I remembered who they were. Yeah, I think it's Noah, Noah, Daniel, and Job. Okay. I think it's Noah. Job in the mix. Noah, Daniel, and Job. Yeah. Yeah. I'll study that one out a little bit. I think, that, I think that's the, who the three. Yeah. I, I remember that. I knew Daniel was in there because, you know, my name's Daniel. So yeah. how could I forget Daniel? That's a good Daniel? one. How could I forget Daniel? He did some good yeah, stuff. He's a pretty good guy. Yeah. But, you know, you find a guy that won't change his yeah. behavior because they changed the, the, the law and he went ahead and yeah. prayed. And, yeah. You know, I think Joseph a, was a very righteous guy, too. Yeah. You know, he's a little bit proud. Yeah. Uh, he had a little, a little few issues with pride. For sure. Um, and God got those fixed. Yeah. You know, he kept getting himself in trouble through his pride, and mm-hmm. God got him fixed. Yeah. You know, the last time he's brought out, he says, it's not in me to interpret a dream. It's God. Wow. That's finally. Finally. Finally, took, Joseph. Took 30 years. Yeah, finally, Joseph, you got it. You figured out it wasn't your, because you're so slick. Yeah. It's God in you. Apart from him, we can do nothing. So what else? Anything else so on verse on 17, stuff? my first verse, it really stood out to me. I listened to this this morning, probably Which one? eight or 10 times I listened to this chapter. And verse 17 says, okay. the road to life is a disciplined life. Ignore correction and you're lost for good. And we don't want to talk about anybody being lost for good. I don't feel like anybody's really too far gone is if you can turn to the Lord. But this idea of a road to life is a disciplined life is I think that people listen to the radio right now are living that disciplined life is they're spending time in the word and they're doing morning breath and just making those little differences. My wife, Anne Marie has really gotten some revelation this year about what can you do with five minutes? And this is a funny little story, but when we were getting ready for summer camp last July, which we didn't get a chance to really do in the way we wanted to because of the pandemic, 
a lot of us on staff started a little workout routine and it was just three to four minutes a day to be able to do push-ups and sit-ups. And Ian Marie started it and she went through the three weeks and she goes, you know, I think I'm just going to keep doing this. And last night we were on a walk and she goes, I'm going to be coming up on a year of doing this. And she's like, what could I do in my life if I just spent five minutes a day? And I was like, there's some revelation there. Like that really... You could do almost anything. If you wanted to talk about, you know, painting, if you just spent five minutes, think about that over a year or making music or writing a book, you can get a book done if you just diligently just spend this little bit of time. But what's cool is you start a little bit and your muscles will grow and your discipline will grow. And it's really powerful. Just that small discipline life. You don't got to eat the whole elephant at once. Yeah. Just one bite at a time. Yeah. I started. It's interesting. I did those with everybody last year and I started, uh, I started again this year at the beginning of this year and uh i have to admit last night was the first time i didn't get them done since the first of the year yeah so i've missed a day so i can't say i did them every day because i missed yesterday yeah it was the first time i missed and i'm at the place where i can do 70 yeah straight through it's awesome without stopping push-ups right now and i did 80 the other day but they weren't the last 10 weren't that pretty yeah um but uh you know, hey, for me to hit the deck and do fifty pushups, awesome. I can I can slam them out, you yeah. know, pretty fast. I stopped at summer camp and I was like, man, think about what I would look like if I would have kept this up since last July. I don't know. It doesn't change your looks a whole lot yeah. doing pushups, but it's but how you feel. It helps. Yeah, you know, you feel stronger, and you yeah. know, it's uh, you know, I, most people can't hit the deck and do fifty in a no, row. Not at all. You know, it just and you're never going to unless you spend five. Doesn't take long. Yeah. I mean, it probably took me ten minutes a day, fifteen minutes a day, yeah. to to do that. Yeah. You know, from the start. And if you can't do regular push-ups, do them against the angle. wall. Do them against yeah. the wall on your knees. A whatever counter's you do. better. A counter's better. Get yeah. a counter. Yeah. Put your feet back as far as you can. Yeah. And do them on the counter, and just get up to where you can do ten in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever angle you need to be at, do them yeah. on the edge of the couch, or you know, like you know, the arm of the couch, whatever it takes. And get 10 to whatever angle you can. And then do those 10 every day for two weeks and then add five. Yeah. You know, and then add five. That's what I did. I started with 40 and I just added five and added five and added five. And now I'm at 80. So, you know, it's it works. It's, awesome. it's a good thing. Uh, so uh, mine says, verse uh, 17, he who keeps instruction is in the way of life. Wow. I like it. I like that. You're said discipline, though. I yeah. like that, too, you know, because I've challenged myself out how disciplined I really am. I can be disciplined, but I can also not be. Yeah. You know, I can uh, I I do better just saying no and cutting something off than trying to manage it. Yeah. So I don't feel like I always have a lot of discipline, but actually I probably have to be really disciplined in a very strict way and yeah. then I do well but if it's kind of gradual I don't do so well but everybody's different See? God will show you how to walk through it in your life to have character and honor him let's take a break we'll be back in a minute you are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center we will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family, We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321-453-453. Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Pastor Christian, you wanted to read verse 15? Go ahead. Yeah, verse 15 of the message. No, the New Living Translation says, The wealth of the rich is their fortress. The poverty of the poor is their destruction. Mm. And I love this idea of we don't have wealth just for the sake of wealth, but 
the Bible encourages us to give to our children and our children's children, is that you can have an inheritance that can be a blessing. And when hard times come, you don't have to be tossed to and fro as a ship in the sea, as like James says, is that you can have stability and you can know that God's provided for you. But having a rainy day fund, having savings, having provision, because we know hard times will come and we can be prepared for it. So who, who who you'd mention a name of somebody that's really good at that right yeah, now? Yeah, who Dave is Ramsey is yeah. outstanding, and he uses this verse as one of his key verses: yeah. is that having a fortress to protect you because things will happen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they've got great things just with, you know, the life. Excuse me, the. Dave Ramsey's course on management, which right now my yeah. brain is completely lost it, but I'll find it in one second and tell you what that is. Uh, you mean the class that we do yes. at church? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I'm yeah. older than you are. I do know it, but I'm, I can't find it in my brain. Okay. But anyway, we do have classes on finances. We've been doing one for teenagers right yeah. now uh, with, uh, with Dave Ramsey's course on money, and it's an encouraging thing. You know, money is a, is a blessing. It says the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Financial Peace University. That's what it's called. Love to have you be and a part gotta of it. And we got to go. Talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.